Hello, everybody. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. I am your host, per always, Jordan Lewis. And joining me in the studio today, I have candidate Michelle Stewart Morgan. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. How are you? You know, I'm doing pretty good. I I am a fan of when it's kind of foggy and raining, so I'm sad the fog has let up, but I understand that maybe not everyone is a fan. However, as I'm sure you know, this is a candidate interview, so I do have a set of standardized questions I've been asking all the folks that have come on. And so the first one I'll start with, which is kind of... Another big topic a lot of folks in Juno are aware about is the issues around housing. Like I said, that's not much of a secret to anybody that there's a housing problem. So what, is the, what would you do about the housing problem? Or where do you stand on that? Oh, isn't that the loaded question? Um, I did listen to your show the other day. You had my old boss, Rob Krieger, from Department of Labor Research and Analysis on. And they um, have been studying this forever. Um, we do know that the housing you know, between 2010 and 2020 really hasn't grown, but, you know, our needs have. So housing is a difficult one. Housing, we need to open it up. We need to um, be careful on the city assembly that we, you know, open up places that are, are accessible and we get contractors that can do the building and we get some grants. And I would work with everyone else on the assembly. I don't know anyone in Juno that doesn't want you know, better housing and more housing for our community. No, definitely. And this just kind of leans into the question of like the ways that we could solve. I know one idea that a lot of folks have proposed is maybe just opening up more land, doing that, encouraging further developments. What would, what kind of direction would you take with that? Well, I I like a lot of the stuff that's happening now. I think coming out of COVID, um, we're not the only people. I think most communities are like two steps behind. So I would like to see more grants. I think that the Housing First, as everyone talks about, does a really good job. I know that um, there's the uh, nonprofit housing council that's happening with the Juno Community Foundation, things like that. I'd like to take looks at those and get more things like that. Um, And just uh, some of the housing that's done on Pe- uh, Pedersen Hill is a great start. So I'd like to just see those things continue. Okay. Now, my next question for you is a question that I know uh, has not really come up in any of the forums that I thought was a very good question, which is oftentimes here in the newsroom, I get calls about, you know, folks that are concerned about, you know, drugs in the community, or we see those CBJ press releases about, you know, that they've done a, sort of a larger drug bust. And so how would you want to tackle that? That's a great question that is dear to my heart. In 2015, we started seeing heroin kill our family members. And um, someone who was very close to me uh, died of a heroin overdose. And then someone's, I started seeing the families whose kids and sisters and brothers were dying of heroin overdoses and other drugs. So I started a nonprofit, Juno Stop Heroin, Start Talking. I had no idea what I was doing. All I knew was this was affecting my community. Um, we uh, went and I contacted everyone in the assembly, everyone, um, uh, everyone in the legislature, anyone I could think of, and everyone just kind of just kind of didn't have any answers. There was a bill Jesse Keel was told me about. He was working for Egan then, that Senate Bill twenty three that would allow naloxone, which is Narcan, to be distributed. But the bill was uh, from Senator Ellis, um, Johnny Ellis, wonderful man, had failed. So as a rally and as a person who wanted to get something done and didn't think I couldn't do anything I didn't want to do, it had to be done, I went to the legislature and we fought and fought and we got 
that bill passed along with a lot of other people. At that time, I was also told by people that we would never have a rehab center in Juneau. There just wasn't a place for it. There was not a place for behavioral health here. Well, as we know, we have those things now. So in a short time, I think it just takes people working together and kind of not understanding that you can do a lot more than you think you can do if you just work with a lot of other people and are determined. And I think that's a skill that I have. And that was um, drugs have been killing people and it's getting it's not it hasn't gone away. It hasn't gone away. So we need to make sure that we still keep on top of that and that we do make that a priority. It it's, hurts our families. It hurts our community. It hurts our bottom line financially, too. Gotcha. So kind of from what I'm gathering from that is you would say, you know, a program such as, you know, that nonprofit that you made, the the Juno Stop Heroin, would still be just as valuable today as it was when you first made that. We're still active. We still deliver Narcan um, to people. We deliver Narcan to people in parking lots. Um, we delivered people. We delivered to um, nonprofits. We delivered to Clinkett and Haida the other day, not too long ago. So, no, we're still very active. Um, we're working with people all the time. Um, it's just not something that's in the news as much. It's just something that we continue to do. Gotcha. So now my next question for you, it tends to be somewhat of a more open question, is what would you say is sort of the primary focus of, of your campaign? What are the main issues that you're concerned about? My, well, I, I've lived here uh, for 31 years. It's a wonderful place. I think what I would bring to the table to be on the assembly is balance. Um, I'm the kind of person that will look at something and make questions and ask questions and um, work with other people to make decisions. Um, We have a great place to live. We have a beautiful place to live. We need to make sure that we keep that in the forefront, keep Alaska and Juneau, especially Southeast, a great place to live uh, for families, for communities, you know, for, for businesses. And that's what spurred me here uh, to, to, to run for the assembly. Gotcha. And so one of my sort of questions that sort of stems from that sort of line of thinking is we always have to turn into the economics of the situation, sort of what ways can we help Juno economically or what factors are potentially holding us back? And so what would you say you stand on that front? Uh, the economics of Juno, uh, Juno is, I mean, we're a landlocked community. So in that sense, we, we have to um, keep what we have and also look forward to things that we can do. My husband works for the Alaskan Brewery here. He's a brewer. He's worked there for 16 or 17 years. Um, they started as a small uh, business here, and they've grown. And now they're you know, one of the major businesses in Juno itself. I think having those thoughts are, are really important just to keep thinking ahead and, um, you know, remember that where we come from is the reason we're here. Okay. And now one question that has just remember, I've just remembered has reentered sort of my brain here is another very important question that kind of t- ties into both the economics as well as the housing concern that I mentioned with you earlier is the issue around child care. And so that's another very contentious topic because uh, there's always been the statement that Juno doesn't have enough child care. I don't think that's a Juno unique situation. I think that's a pretty, pretty broad one for a lot of communities. And so how would you say we could improve child care? Child care, um, to me, I, I raised... Um, my two sons and my nephew here. Um, I remember uh, back in the 90s, you know, at that point, child care was tight. 
and it was very expensive. I paid a, like a third of my income to rally for my son after school. It's always been like that. We have we have a university here. We used to have a daycare there. We we have businesses here. Um, I think the thing that we're going to see in the future, not just for Juno, but we're going to see come down the pike, is I would like to see um, businesses working together in co-ops for childcare. Um, we, we have a housing problem. Child care, one of their biggest concerns is finding a place that they can, you know, have safe child care there. The workers could be there. The, the, the kids could be there. So if businesses could think of that and, and incorporate that into their, their models for building their new buildings or, you know, uh, bringing new people here to work for them, child care on site, child care co-ops with different businesses, I think it would be a great idea. They've been doing that in other communities. So a lot of it would be sort of finding a collaboration between, you know, the actual businesses folks work for in kind of an area so they could, they could all have a centralized place so they can have their kids. That way, there isn't that concern about where children could be. They can be like, I know where they are. I can go work. And then hopefully, because in theory, we'd also have the housing problem solved, then they could all be able to go home and have that secure environment as well. Am I understanding that right? Yeah, and it would be a benefit, you know, like uh, an employee benefit. I mean, if you, if the employer is helping with the housing, you know, the building of the child care, that keeps those costs down, and that's a benefit to that employee. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I do have one more sort of a immediately large topic, which I would think I will save into the, the second half. I've I've been joking that it's uh, the proverbial elephant in the room, but everyone said that that metaphor is not the best one to use because it's not so much the elephant in the room as it is something that's extremely obvious and everybody has been talking about. So we will come back to that in the second half because we don't have too much time. So I think I'll ask you one brief question before we go into the second half, which is uh, actually, you know, no, we will just kind of move into the second half here. So when we come back, I'll be talking to you about that question as well as learning a bit more about who you are and some of the reasons for for why you're running so do not go anywhere you are listening to action line on kiny and we're back on action line joining me still i have candidate michelle stewart morgan now it's time for what i joked was the elephant in the room question but is also the very obvious question which is where do you stand on the city hall because obviously that's the big one for a lot of folks. I understand that for some folks, that is entirely why they are running, was kind of as the motivation was the issues around City Hall. So where do you stand on that? Yep, that's the loaded question, isn't it? Um, I think everyone knows. I, I think we need a new City Hall. Um, I live in a 116-year-old house. It's, you know, I have to repair it all the time. It, it costs a lot of money. I don't wait to the middle of the cold freeze to fix my boiler. I, if you've ever been in the city hall building lately, you know it's, it's, it, it's bad. It needs repairs. It, it's, it's old. It's going to be expensive. Um, I like the idea of having um, all of our city places together in one building, but this is, a, this is going on the ballot. I mean, I'm not going to go backwards and say, oh, but the way they put it on the ballot was bad. They did that with, you know, we did that with Thunder Mountain High School. We did that with some other... Um, things that you know the assembly built has built the the new pool is great the library the uh, you know diamond park aquatic center is great so i think the people will vote on it um as you've stated and you know anyone who listens to the radio or listens to the forums knows people have strong opinions on this so i'm looking forward to the vote it's the only um uh, thing on the ballot besides the candidates so you know maybe it'll bring more people out that would be great 
Gotcha. I think you, you actually mentioned something I was going to sort of touch on. It's kind of maybe getting your thoughts on how you felt about it being on the ballot again. Because for a lot of folks from what I understand, they felt like it was an issue of, you know, transparency and feeling like as though the their stance on the topic was not valued, that they felt like the assembly just put it back on the ballot again. Yeah, it, it, it lost by, what, 246 votes last time. I think it's a great opportunity. It's brought up a lot of, you know, stirred up a lot of things. Like you said, it's the elephant in the room. So, it, you know, maybe it'll get more people out to vote. Uh, you know, typically in Juneau, if you go back to, I think I went back to 1980, about 8,000 people vote. Um, so maybe this issue will get more people out there to vote. You know, whichever way they vote, that's their voice. That's the great thing. Gotcha. And, and even on that note, it reminds me of a, a statement my dad would always tell me growing up, which is that if you uh, if you don't participate in the system, you don't really have much of a right to complain about it. Or it's like, well, if you want change, you got to take the initiative to go out and do it. And that's a very reasonable statement to make. And so that's why the main thing that's kind of come up for me throughout most of this election cycle is like, well, if you want to make your voice heard on that, go vote. That's the main thing that you can do. Now, kind of moving on from that topic, the next question I have is really because kind of learning about you, kind of tell me about yourself and maybe some of the reasons for why you're running. Well, uh, I've lived here for 31 years uh, in Juneau. I lived 20 years in the Valley and I now live in Douglas. Um, like I stated before, my husband um, works at the Alaskan Brewery. I have worked for Department of Labor. Um, I've worked for the hospital. Um, I've worked for, um, you know, uh, Right now, I'm working for uh, private clinics, doing uh, medical. Medical. Um, I raised my three sons, or two sons, and my nephew. He's my adopted son, and I love Juno. I, I, you know, I like I said, I started the Juno Stop Heroin Start Talking because I started seeing how drugs were affecting our families and the stigma around that, and so that really did something and awakened me and said, you know what, I, I can make a difference. And it's like you said with the city hall thing. If you don't get involved, you can't complain or about something. I'm not someone that will complain about things without putting something into action. So I think I would be a good candidate for the assembly. I would work with the other um, eight people. I do the work. That's, that's what I'm known for. Gotcha. And then sort of on that front, what would you say is your primary campaign message? Like, what is your big sort of selling point that you've been given for yourself? I'm not good at selling myself. I mean, I'm not good at selling myself either, I'll be honest, but I, I, I make it work. <laughs> I think uh, one of the things that, um, and this is my husband has told me, I've done a lot of things in Juneau. A lot of people know me from working at the hospital. A lot of people know me from working with the state. A lot of people know me from playing softball. A lot of people know me from the Juno Stop Heroin campaign. I have walked a lot of paths in this community, and I've seen a lot of things, and I think that gives me a good perspective to be able to work with a lot of different types of people and get a lot of things done. Gosh, I was gonna say, that was going to be my next question was, do you feel that that wide variety of experience helps you? But you did basically answer it in that last statement. So I won't ask you that question. And, and so I think kind of my big thing really that I have for you still is when you take into that consideration, you, know, you do have that broad range of experience and that does probably give you a lot of perspective on that. Do you feel like that will be very helpful if you were to be elected with interacting with your, your potential future uh, co-assembly members? I think that's the word I want to use for that. <laughs> I do. I, I think it would help a lot. Um, you know, I have 
my, my sons are um, ranging in their 30s to their 40s, so I've raised my sons here. So we um, have been involved with lots of different families, a lot of different causes in this, in this community. Um, I remember, like I said, when the radio station was you know, down by the bridge. I remember, you know, coming in here, Pete Karen was here. Like I said, I, I know Pete Karen left some big shoes to fill, and I'm glad that they got you, Jordan, to fill them. You, you're doing a great job. Um, I, you know, I have the perspective of knowing, coming here in the 90s and seeing Juno then and, and then seeing Juno progress into what we're going to have to be doing in the future. Gotcha. And you're not just saying that because I'm a very large person. <laughs> you are. I am. I was saying that because you're a large person, but on the radio, I don't think that joke went across right. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, lots of folks have joked about my size on air. I don't think it's much of a secret how large I am anymore, but I was thought that might have been where that was going. <laughs> well, my next, uh, my next question for you, which is kind of, uh, I'm always kind of sorting through a jumble of things in my head, and that's kind of how this goes really stems from what what would you say you want people to really take away from our talk today i mean say someone hasn't had a chance to listen to the first half of the show or they're maybe only be able to tune in for these last few minutes because they're at work what is the main thing you want folks to take away from this conversation and really this interview with you about you as a candidate uh, well i've seen a lot of different sides of juno in the community um, Juno is on the cusp of many changes. I mean, we have this housing shortage. We have businesses struggling to find employees. We have climate change that's affecting our community um, it, it, in big ways. We still have COVID that's lingering, and we're still dealing with the looming drug crisis. And that, I think, if people know me from the Juno Stop Heroin, uh, I think that they'll know that I, I'm a person that likes to, to, to get to the bottom of things and get things solved. Um, I don't have a magic wand to, to fix everything in Juno, but I would work really hard with everyone on the assembly and I would listen to people as I've done my whole time I've lived here. That's, you know, I, I, I've been a part of the community. Um, I've raised my kids here and I'm hoping that they will have the opportunity to buy a house like I did when we moved here. That was one of the reasons I moved here was for a job and to buy a house. And it took a few years, but we did that. And I'd like to see that those people, my kids' age, being able to do that. Gotcha. I think on that note, actually, we still do have a little bit of time here. Now, I am going to kind of use my open question from before. Is there any big topic that you wanted to talk with me about that I didn't ask you? I heard you start talking about jobs there. Do you want to expand on that? Well, jobs are always important in Juneau. Um, I think the one thing that I didn't touch base on is I worked, um, I've worked many places in Juneau. I worked for um, five school years at Gastineau School here. I taught reading and math. And in that sense, I got to see um, how childcare and how um, families, you know, with kids in school now are, are struggling and got to see the things that are important in our school district and how the assembly can work with the school district. I also would like to touch base on our ferry system. It's very important. It's very important for our community. Um, so I would like to be on the assembly and work with the, uh, the state and the feds on that. Our, our ferry system is important to our, our, our community. Um, I, I, I think 
working with the assembly that we have now and working with um, getting grants and keep going forward. Also, clean energy and our landfill needs to be addressed. If you can't go to the landfill but one day, that's not something that's really open to the public. I think the assembly needs to readdress that the, the how the landfill is run. I know that we sold out on that, and I'd like to revisit that. And just things like that. Like I said, I do the work. Um, I'm not someone that's going to be doing a lot of showboating or, you know, but I will sit and work with people and do the work. Gotcha. You're trying to demonstrate you're not, well, when you say showboating, it it sounds to me like you don't want to present yourself as sort of a single issue person. You're like, everything needs to be focused on. That's what I'm good at is breaking things down and getting things done. Okay. Well, I think on that note, we will wrap it up here. Uh, Mr. Morgan, thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. I think it's always important to have the candidates in there. And then that just leads me to the last reminder of the day, which is make sure to vote. If you have your mail and your mailed ballot to you, you can still vote now, or you can also always vote on actual election day. So thank you very much for coming in today. Thanks, Jordan. I appreciate it. All righty. You've been listening to Action Line on KINY.